What's up, guys? What's going on, man? I am glad you guys are back as we are continuing our study through Judges. This is I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devotional. And uh, we are in Judges chapter 4, verse 11. Yeah, so we're on the second part of the Deborah slash Barak narrative, uh, the third judge in the uh, Judges cycle. So what we do here is we talk about who God is, or actually what's going on in the story, who God is, who we are, and how we can apply it to our lives. So let's jump on into it, man. Judges 4.11 says, Now Heber the Kenite has separated from the Kenites and descendants of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far as the oak of Zananim, which is near Kadesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, the son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera called out all his chariots, 900 chariots of iron, and all the men who were with him, from Harasheth Hagoim to the river of Kishon. And Deborah said to Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Does not the Lord go out before you? So Barak went down to Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him, and the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army before Barak from the edge of the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled away on foot. And Barak pursued the chariots and the army of Harasheth Hagoim. And all the uh, army of Sisera fell by the sword. Not a man was left. But Sisera fled away on foot to the tent of Yael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin and king of Hazar and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael came out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me, do not be afraid. So he turned aside to her into the tent, and she covered him with a rug. And he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened up a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And he said to her, Stand in the opening of the tent, and if you, if any man comes and asks you, Is anyone here? Say, No. But Jael, the wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. Then she went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep with weariness. So he died. And behold, as Barak was pursuing Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man whom you are seeking. So he went into her tent, and there lay Sisera dead with a tent peg in his temple. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the people of Israel, and the head or the hand of the people of Israel pressed harder and harder against Jabin, king of Canaan, till they destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. What's going on? Well, what's happening is that uh, the uh, uh, army, well, I guess the first part is it's a little aside. Uh, it talks about now Heber, a Kenite, has separated from the Kenites, and he set up his own community. That's a little show to see why uh, Jael is where she's at. But after that, it goes on to say that... Uh, yeah, so somebody had said something to Sisera that uh, that Barak was in this place on, on uh, Mount Tabor. And so Sisera was called out and took his chariots, and all these people went out to this area to get him. And when that happened, Deborah told Barak, hey, it's time to go. Get your armies ready because the Lord has given you into his hands. Well, whenever these people were down there, the Lord confused all of them. Like, uh, uh, he just, he did some miraculous thing that made them not understand what's going on. And so when that happened, 
then the Barak's people were able to uh, attack and destroy them. Matter of fact, um, I think it even it even seems as if they like destroyed each other. They they killed each other. They they, they uh, attacked themselves. Uh, but anyway, that's that's crazy that they because that's that's how God wins wars. You would think nine hundred chariots and stuff, and so they uh, uh, was like, man, it's gonna be hard to beat these people. But they beat themselves. Anyway, after that happened, um, Sisera got off of his chariot, and then he took off. Man, took off running, and he came to this area, and it talks about now Jael, the wife of uh, Heber the Kenite, who had moved to this area it says that they had made a um, covenant with this these people I guess they didn't want to attack they didn't want them to attack them well they knew who the rightful people was because they on the Israelite side still anyway this guy comes and Jael sees him and says hey man come over here don't be afraid you can come to my house man I'll help you up and hide you because she knew who he was and so when he went in there he's like man let me get some water and she's like oh yeah yeah don't worry man I won't just give you water I'll give you milk you know, a little warm milk, put the brother to bed, you know what I'm saying? Gets him all sleepy. And so <laughs> that's what she did. She uh, uh, put some, uh, 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 gave him some milk. And then he was like, uh, if someone comes to the door and says, is there someone here? You say no. In the Hebrew, though, it's so crazy because it's like a pun. It's a, um, it's something funny. That he says, if you if somebody asks you if there a man is here, you say there is no man that exists, and the truth is is that there is no man that exists in this um, um, house because she about to murk that fool. But then also, it's like there is not a man that exists in the narrative of this story because all of the men seem to abdicate responsibility, and that the women are the prominent roles in this story, which is awesome. And sad at the same time. Anyway, he went to sleep, and Jael went in with the tent pig, and just, this is brutal. This is pretty brutal. He, everyone has been getting more brutal and brutal. We got the one where he stabs him in the stomach, and now we got Jael putting a, a tent peg on his temple and then smashing it in until he drives into the ground. Jael ain't playing. But because of that, uh, it says that God subdued the hand of king of Canaan. Uh, um, Barak, he come in, he's like, uh, or actually he came in and Jael saw him. It's like, hey, come, I got the person you're looking for in the house. He's like, oh, good, good, I'm about to take him. But no, he was already dead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then after that, it says Israel just pressed harder and harder against Jamin, king of Canaan, and they utterly destroyed Canaan. Uh, so what do we find out about God? Well, the first thing I think is, Obviously, the graciousness of God, because, well, I think first, well, let's state obviously the graciousness of God, because He saved Israel despite the um, the the turning back to the balls and uh, the asterisks like they always do. But specifically from the story, what can we see is that uh, God keeps His promises. You see, earlier, whenever um, um, whenever Deborah told Barak and said. Did not the Lord say would give you to his hands that he would call Sisera out and that you would be able to destroy him? Well, he does that here. We see that played out. He calls Sisera out because it doesn't give a mention of who told Sisera that uh, Barak was where he was at. It just said, and someone, some some people. And I, I believe that was a whisper of the Lord 
that told him to come out to this area, an area where he was going to confuse them, where they would just uh, destroy themselves, even though they had some kind of superpowers, as to say, like they have all these chariots and these, um, they have the chariots and all these armies and stuff that is way superior than the Israelites. But God fulfilled his promise. And then again, he fulfills his promise whenever Deborah says, get up. The Lord has uh, given them into your hands today. Go and get them. And he did. He fulfills his promise. What he says he will do, won't he do it? Amen. And then uh, what can we learn about people? Well, I think we can learn that uh, if we're faithful, God is faithful. But I think also we can learn that God can use anybody, man. He can use anybody. And in this case, uh, um, the weak, I believe, is uh, Jael. A woman in this time is seen to be weaker, a weaker vessel. Uh, uh, and and uh, frankly, it's just not as important as a male. Yet in this particular story, Jael is the most important because it is through her hand that uh, the people of Israel are delivered. So in her weakness... Strength was made strong, or strength was revealed, and that's that's a, that's a, a powerful thing, man. Uh, what can we take from this? What can we learn from this? Well, the the first thing I think is that strength that comes from God. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, what status you have. That if God has called you to do something, do it, because man, He's gonna make a showing out. And it'll be because of your weakness or because of your lack of strength or because of whatever ailment or uh, um, thing that you think can't work. It'll be because of that that you will be able to accomplish the task because God's glory will be seen in that. I think Paul says it perfectly when he says that uh, his power is perfected in weakness. And then uh, what else can we learn? I think an important part is the abdication of responsibility of males. I think that uh, we, as because I'm the male community, need to stand up and be the men that God has called us to do, to not abdicate or to shrink away from the responsibility that God has called us to do. And I think the second thing is how powerful and wonderful women are, because in the abdication of men is a society and a whole that women have stood up and done some powerful things. I'll, I'll say one more thing, and then I'll end here. I said, I have a buddy, and he was raised by his mother, and it's because of his mother that he was able to become a strong Christian that seeks and loves after God. And though that's not the way that God authored it, though it's not the way that God intended it, God still used his mother to make him such a great man. And I think that's the theme that we see here, is that women are powerful beyond measure. All right, guys, I'll see you all in the next one. And, uh, yeah, we'll be... Moving on to the song of Deborah. We get to be singing next episode. <laughs> <laughs>